Hey everybody, welcome to Padua Evangelistic Ministries Worldwide. This is season seven. I pray that God blesses you abundantly above all measure, and I pray that this word will bless you. Stay tuned. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to season seven of Pedaway Evangelistic Ministries. I honestly don't know um, what to title this yet. Um, so this, I'm just going to title it for the sake of this particular recording. Um, what have you come to see? What have you come to see? I guess a subtitle or subtext would be, what is your purpose for ministry? What is your purpose for ministry or serving God? I'll clean that up um, later on, but I couldn't get away from the echo of this word. It's It's been literally in my ear, my spiritual ear for a few days and nights now. Uh, if you would, please turn with me to uh, Matthew chapter 11. I'm going to do something different today. I'm going to actually read from the Common English Bible, the Common English Bible, because I want everyone to understand what this says. And I'm going to do a, an extensive reading. OK, before I go any further, let's pray. Father, the most high God, we thank you right now, Lord, for all that you have done, all that you have done, all that you are doing. Lord God, I pray that this word will bless me, but more importantly, bless my brother and my sister. Lord God, God, you know exactly what the situation is that they need clarity from in the name of Jesus and clarity in, in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that something would be said to be a healing touch by the word of your power through me. In Jesus' name, let deliverance and freedom take place. You say where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Where Ruach is, there is liberty, there is freedom. So Ruach, Holy Spirit, ah, God, let your breath of life encompass us, surround us, strengthen us, and uplift even right now. We come against all depression, oppression, and suppression, and irrational thoughts in of thinking we come against mind attacks right now we come against the spirit of infirmity and the spirit of bondage right now we command you to go back to the pit of hell and never to return to me or my brother or sister right now in the name of jesus christ god i pray that the inner ear will be strengthened right now i pray that our hearts will be open to what you have to say with us saith the lord in this hour and we pray for divine transformation in the name of jesus christ just like when jesus was transfigured on the mountain with Peter, when Peter said, let me make a tabernacle for you, Moses and Elijah. God, I believe that you can do it right now. We set our ta the tabernacles of our hearts up for the reading and understanding of your word in the name of Jesus Christ. Let your word go deep and minister to our bones, our spirit and our marrow, oh God. And the, the innermost parts of it and recesses of our minds and our souls, even now, let there be a divine uh, launching or divine development on a vine, divine something to make us want to be better. Let the let your passions be awakened within us to do better and to be better right now in this hour. Bless us and those that we are connected to now in Jesus name. 
It is so. Amen and amen. All right. Matthew chapter 11. I'm excited about this and I don't really know why. I just believe that the Lord wants to say something to us in this hour about this. And I promise I'm going to get out the way and just let God have his way. Okay. <sighs> okay. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew chapter 11 and verse one says, when Jesus finished teaching his, his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now, when John heard in prison about the things the things, the things that Christ was doing, he sent word uh, by his disciples to, to Jesus asking, verse three, are you the one who is to come or should we look for another? Verse four, Jesus responded, go report to John what you hear and see. Verse five, those who were blind are able to see. Those who were crippled are walking. People with skin diseases, my God, are cleansed. Those who are deaf now hear. Those who are dead are raised up. The poor have good news proclaimed to them. Verse six, happy are those who don't stumble and fall because of me. Verse seven, when John's disciples had gone, Jesus spoke to the crowds about John. And this is, this is the focal point of, of, of this teaching. What did you go out to the wilderness to see? A stalk blowing in the wind. Verse eight, what did you go out to see? A man dressed up in refined clothes. Look, those who wear refined clothes are in royal palaces. I feel the Holy Spirit ministering, swelling up in me right now. Thank you, Lord. Verse 9, what did you go out to see? A prophet, yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. Verse 10, he is the one of whom it is written, Look, I am sending my messenger before you who will prepare your way before you. Thank you, Jesus. I, I keep hearing the Lord say it. And I, I pray that it gets soaked into your hearts. Because I believe God is call, calling us to, to self-evaluate. What did you go out to the wilderness to see? And, and, and as a minister of the gospel and, the pre, and, and as a preacher... It's, it's important that we get back to the basics of self-confrontation. This speaks volumes. And right now I'm, I'm going back into this book that I, that I read when I first uh, received the title minister. Even though I was already ministering, we had uh, at my church, the, the Church of the Redeemed, Redeemed of the Lord, this, this class by Elder Latonia Moore at that particular time was called Self-Confrontation. I think other elders have, have, have taught it, but it was just something about that timing that I was in class and I took it in the class that was that um, and, and my classmates. It was something about the climate of, of that particular class at that particular time as I uh, stabilized myself within that realm or that spectrum or that area of 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 ministry when God was strengthening strengthening my call and, and 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 sharpening my potential as as a minister and a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ and 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 here we are right here in the text and it's and and when you go to study this um and you look um there were many people that were following Jesus and and, and John but at this this particular juncture John the Baptist 
uh, was in prison and he heard about the things in verse two says he heard about the things that was going on uh, through Jesus, the Christ. Uh, You know, many theologians believe that there were a few people named Jesus, but the word of the Lord want to make wants us to know that this was Jesus, the Christ. The thing that's why you see in verse two where it says about the things the Christ was doing. Okay, because God wants us to know that it wasn't just Jesus. It was Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Messiah. So this is very powerful right here, because now John wants to know, is this John ministry uh, is very extensive. He was the one that God had anointed to prepare the way for Jesus Christ. He was the one that God used to prepare the way. Uh, He is the one in the book of John where he says that I am not able to even untie the lat. I am not even worthy to unlatch the shoes, untie the, the sandals of the Savior, Jesus Christ. And here we go. When you look at the text, this is actually uh, that I believe this is actually Jesus's cousin. Um, when you go and study um, Mary and Elizabeth, John's mom and Jesus's mother, they were pregnant around the same time and they actually met up to rejoice. And the Bible says that the babe that was in John, uh, that was in, uh, I'm sorry, John's mother rather, and and, and Jesus's mother, their their babies, uh, Jesus pre-incarnate and John pre-incarnate, both developing in the spectrum of their mother's wombs, they were leaping. There was a rejoicing through the power of the Holy Spirit at that particular time before they were born. And now they have separate ministries and John is in prison. Now, the revelation and the or the question of revelation has come uh, through John. John is now questioning, is this who we've been waiting for? Is this what I've been preparing? Is this whom I've been preparing the way for so that I may decrease so that he may increase. He was singing, and this is so powerful. He was making sure that this was the investment that he's been in, uh, that he's been waiting on. Is this the return on investment that he's been waiting on? Is this the person that he's been waiting for that God has been using him, John, to create an atmosphere for in his ministry. Is this the person that will take the helm at this particular juncture after John gets off the scene? John is basically saying, is it my time to now put the spotlight on Jesus? He was basically saying, is this the one? So he sent word by his disciples to Jesus asking, are you the one who is come or should we look for another or should we wait to look for another? And Jesus responded, they said, go, let John know what you see. He was basically saying, what have you heard and seen? 
I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what's going on. But when I tell you this, after I tell you what's been going on, don't think that it's so simple. Don't think that my ministry is so simple that you're looking more than this and miss it like the Pharisees and the Sadducees did. So he went down a list because of, because the Pharisees and Sadducees were looking for a king in royal clothing. But Jesus basically was saying in this particular text, I am a physician. He basically gave the identity of a chief physician or a supernatural physician, a physician that goes beyond human comprehension. So here we see right here in the text, thank you, Jesus, that Jesus said, go report to John what you hear and see. And I'm going to just go through it a little bit. He said, those who were blind are now able to see. When you go to a physician, the one of the jobs for the physician is to help you to increase your sight. He was basically saying he was basically giving it plain, plain and simple. The blind, they were blind. They could not see. Now they can see. Then he said those who were crippled, they now walking. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. Ooh, I'm feeling this because. If you ever broke, like right now, my finger is healing. I had a little accident at my job and it's broken. I have to go through a process of healing. But Jesus is saying they came to me crippled and now they're walking. No doctor bills. They don't have to see anybody else. They can go and see the priest if, they, if, if I instruct them to. But Jesus is saying they're totally healed. Then he said people with skin diseases are now cleansed. They're now cleansed. They're now whole. Those who were deaf, they can hear. They don't need a hearing aid. I'm getting excited. Thank you, Holy Spirit. They don't need a hearing aid. They can hear. Those who were dead. This is where the human comprehension, uh, beyond human comprehension, comes into play. Those that were dead are now raised. The poor, hey God, they now have good news in their bosom. Proclaim to them. Now, he said, happy are those who don't stumble and fall because of me. He was basically saying, happy are those that don't overthink this. And stumble in their walk in disbelief because of what they seen. He was basically saying what you have seen and heard. If you're not careful, you can either downplay it or overanalyze it. He's basically Jesus was saying, I gave you something simple to report. Hey, God. What did you come out to see? After Jesus, in verse 7, had... I got to slow this down because I'm getting excited. After Jesus told John's disciples what to tell him, 
Jesus turns to the crowds about John. Now I told he is basically saying, now I, I told John's disciples what 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 has happened, but he said, What did you come out in the wilderness to see? And this hit home for me. It hit home for me because so many times, I'm gonna try not to get too emotional right here because I wanna, I feel God right here. So many times in, 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 in ministry, there seems to be, especially as a preacher, there seems to be a lack of reward when it comes to pouring out in ministry. And so many times I've been guilty of it when you pour out and you pour out and you pour out and you get to a place of burnout and you follow Jesus in the wilderness. The Bible says that Jesus was 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 led by the Holy Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights fasting. And he was challenged by Satan in the wilderness and and Jesus gave the word to Satan and put him in his place. And here Jesus is again in the wilderness, but this time with a crowd and he's turned to them after giving a report to John's disciples about what is going on. He challenged the crowds to see what he sees. And what Jesus saw when he was tempted was a lack of food, a lack of clothing, and a lack of strength because he's been fasting. And he saw what seemed to be a way out. What seemed to be an exit. Because Satan said, if you worship me, I will give you all that you need. And Jesus' response was, I am all of that. How dare you tempt me with who I am already and who my father has been. He said, get thee behind me. He was basically saying, it is also written, do not tempt the Lord your God. Satan told him, I will, you can have all of this and all of that in the world and blah, 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 blah. The status and all that type of, all that type of stuff. And, and, and Jesus said, well, and then he said, if you really are the Messiah or whatever, call angels to your side. And, and, and Satan uh, twisted up the word and said, uh, you know, it is written that you shall not dash your foot against the stone. And Jesus basically, t- in so many words, told him he has to go. And, and he fled. Satan had to flee. Resist the devil. Submit unto God and he will flee. That is the standard. But Jesus, again, he's, I'm trying to stay, ah, thank you, Lord. Stay in this for a second. Jesus is saying, and, and I feel like he's asking us in this particular um, climate, what have you come out to see? What did you expect to see? Because so many times you pour out, you pour out, you give, 
you give, and parents, I'm speaking to you too, you give, and all of a sudden, you look, and it seems like the reward is so low. Something is always lacking. Something is, and, and, and it's all right. You know, my pastor says he has these moments where he's like, come on, Lord, what's going on? But a lot of times, because we are human, we're looking, we, we have a, a lot of times, if we're not careful, we, we, we have the proclivity to look for more than what it is. And they were looking, the Sadducees and the Pharisees were looking for, and, and Jesus kind of goes down the list of what, what they were looking for. They were looking for a, a refined, a man that had refined clothes. He, he, they were looking for someone that had, uh, that was coming out of a physical royal palace. But Jesus said, challenged them, what did you come out to see? Did you come out to also see a prophet? Because prophets dwell with kings. Prophets, a lot of times, they were the ears and you thank you, Holy Spirit. They were the ears and eyes of the king in the spirit. So he's challenging them, challenging them. What have you you have seen and you have heard? And He's asking them, what did you come out to see? And he said, a prophet? He said, yes, I tell you, I am more. He's saying you came out and you saw more than a prophet. He is the one who it is written, look, I'm sending my messenger before you who will prepare your way before you. He was saying, what did you come out to see? He was, he's basically saying, John the Baptist came out to prepare the way and he's been in his calling and he's going to be rewarded for his calling. You came out to see a prophet more than a prophet. You came out to see a physician more than a chief physician. And and, 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 and here it is. A lot of times we're looking for more Things. We're looking for the lavish lifestyle. And that's, I can't, I, there's a, how can I say, there's this thing called reciprocity. That's how God operates. You reap what you sow. But here's the thing too. I have a love for God that even though, even if I didn't see reciprocity, I would still want to sow in his kingdom because I'm now a slave to righteousness. Not because I just want, I just, I just have to be because I choose to be because I want to be. A lot of times we're looking for that payback from God. And I believe that's why God allows certain tests to come. Because he wants us to to be reminded of scriptures like these, where it's like, what did you expect when you took that title? Bishop, apostle, preacher, teacher, prophetess. What did you expect? Were you caught off guard by the attacks of the enemy? 
Were you caught off guard by the mind attacks? Were you caught off guard by the continual need for the ministry? Were you caught off guard by the count by you you counted up the cause and you still feel like you still fell short? Were you caught off guard by the needs of the ministry more than your own? That it seems like the weight of ministry is, is so heavy that it's more it outweighs the more uh, it's more needy than than what you might need. Did you what did you come out here to see? What caused you to pick up that mantle? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Did you know that that mantle was attached to a wilderness or wildernesses? Did you know? Hey, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I feel you, God. I'm probably going to post that on, 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 on social media just for some leaders. Did you know that that mantle was attached to a wilderness? Did you know that when you picked up the mantle, that there was a, uh, there was hard times attached to that? Did you realize that car accidents were going to happen? That loved ones will be lost, and you won't be able to to really memorialize them the way you wanted to because of 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 the way that it happened. Did you realize? That family time will be lost because of the call that's on your life. Did you realize the pain that it would take to uphold the finances of your household or ministry? I feel the Lord saying this to someone. Did you realize that sometimes it was going to seem like the Lord turned his back on you. On the cross, Jesus asked God the Father, Eli, Eli, Sabachthani. Eli, Eli, Sabachthani. Why have you forsaken? Lord, the Lord even felt forsaken. He said, Jesus said to his disciples in another text, scripture. He said, and I was just talking to my wife about this. It's important to understand this. I think we were actually praying that in this world, we will have trouble. Be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. What did you come out here to see? I feel the Lord saying that. And I think I'm going to stop here for a second because I feel the Lord so heavy. It's time for us to evaluate why we administrate, why we prophesy, why we minister, why some of us have become pastors and evangelists and, and do all types of missions and to kind of make sure that our heart is purged for ministry. And not for selfish gain. What did you expect when you left that beautiful job and said, I'm going to go into full-time ministry? I pray that you didn't expect to become rich. 
I pray that you didn't expect for all your needs to be met without you doing anything. My pastor reminded us yesterday that this is a partnership. You and the Lord walking together is a partnership. Faith without works is dead. Did you expect that you would have to do less work if you if you left your full-time job and went into full-time ministry? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Did you come out here to see something awe-inspiring? Or did you come out here to pick up your worker's tool like Nehemiah and your sword and have the mind to work? Have the mind to do ministry without expecting a whole lot. The Bible says Jesus spoke about the hireling and how there will be hirelings in the last days as well in John chapter 10. And they, they are the ones that expect a reward every time. Jesus is not looking for those types of people in the world to come out with him in the wilderness. I'm speaking about the wilderness of our ministry and our lives in denying yourself and taking up your cross and following him for real. This is nothing to play with. Make sure that God has called you to this work because he said, you came out here and you've seen all of these great things. In verse 11, Jesus said, I show you that no one who has ever been born is greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven is violently attacked as violent people seize it. All the prophets and the law prophesied until John came. If you are willing to accept that he is Elijah who is to come, let the person who has ears hear. Then he speaks about this generation where he speaks about, he said, to what will I compare this generation? It is like a child sitting in the marketplace calling out to others. We played the flute for you and you didn't dance. We sang a funeral song and you didn't mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking and they say he has a demon. Yet the human one, son of man, came eating and drinking and they say, look, a glutton and a drunk, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proven to be right by her works. He was basically saying, y'all came to look for someone better than us. Jesus is saying, this is what it is. This is work. This is ministry at its best. This is love on the scene. It's not supposed, being a pastor or a preacher is not supposed to be as glamorous as the world has made it to be. It's not, you're not supposed to just have a title and to just sit on your high horse. It's okay. God said you have your reward. It's not going to be good. Reward doesn't always mean good. But God has sent this word, I believe, to make us look at this, to look at what we're dealing with right now. And I'm, I'm doing it now for self-evaluation and to make our calling and election sure. Because... He doesn't want you to back up if you don't get your way. If 
someone sings your part and you felt like you should have been singing that part. God is saying, don't just get off the choir. What did you come out here to see? If you're not the lead director of the youth and young adult ministry, what did you come out here to see? What did you expect? If you can't, if you're not the one that's selected to pray for everybody in the what did you come out here to see? What did you come out here to expect? What are you doing out here? Are you just going to look around? Like I was, I was saying to a family member of mine, I said, we are in a war. We are in a war. And I, I see in the spirit realm that many of us are unprepared for war. We don't know what weapons we have. We don't know how to wear our armor. There are bullets going off and missiles in the spirit, in the spirit going off, arrows going off, explosions happening. And you literally, it seems like in the spirit realm, there's so many people that are in, in, in these trenches and they're paralyzed by everything around them. And God is saying, get up. Hey, there's a war going on. Jesus was basically, what did you come out here to see? This is war. It's a war in the spirit. It's a war that is not fair. There will be spiritual casualties. God is saying, if you don't want that to be you, Realize who you are in this war. Because when you came to me, and let not this deter you from coming to Christ, please hear me. But Jesus was making it, is making it very clear. When you came to me, you enlisted in a war, in a fight. It's a good fight because the battle has already been won. But there's still... Basically, things we have to do while we're here. And let's walk out our God-given purpose. That doesn't mean when you get saved, I'm going to just cruise my way into heaven. No, no, no. God's going to hold you accountable for that too. Don't just be out to get some awards and rewards and all that. Because they're going to be, there are rewards. There are crown of victories and crowns of glory and all of the such. But please hear my heart. Hear what the Holy Spirit has to say to you in this hour. What have you decided to do the same in this hour as well? What have I come out to see? Has God even given me vision? Has he, has he, mm, thank you Holy Spirit, Has he given me the vision to see? Has he given me the inner ear to hear? It's amazing. There's so many different things that can come out of this particular text. You can go back and say, hey, can I see? Like like when Jesus was giving the report, he was saying the blind are able to see. You can say, can I see in the spirit realm? Or am I still blind because I have worldly things? Can I, can I see in the spirit? You can also say, 
Am I crippled right now? Has, a, has the enemy paralyzed me right now? Can I get up and walk in the strength of the Lord? You can say, have I been cleansed from my iniquities? Have I been given vi- the victory over my sins? Have I placed the devil under my feet in the name of Jesus? Can I spiritually hear what the Lord has to say to me in this hour? Have I been resurrected? Because he said the the dead are raised. Do I have resurrection power on my life where I can pray for someone else and they receive their deliverance? And their victory and their freedom in the name of Jesus. Do I have love? Do I have peace? Do I have joy? Do I have generosity? Do I have gentleness? Do I have meekness? Do I have the strength to be to to, to suffer long? Do I have the am I strong enough to yield the fruits of the spirit from the inner man? In the spirit. When was the last time I prayed? When was the last time I fasted? What did you come out to see? What is your assignment in the battlefield? Are you really a fan of, are you really a follower of Jesus? Or are you a fan of Jesus? Are you a mascot of Jesus? Or are you actually Take putting on the armor of God for Jesus. Have you equipped yourself likewise? Hey, God, because I'm going to be real. The enemy is upset because his time is up. Thank you, Jesus. He knows it. So guess what? We got to be on guard. We got to be ready. Somebody give God the glory. Somebody give God the praise. I'm telling you, when God gave, gave me this word, I really didn't know where I was going to go. And, and, and I'm going to continue to, 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 to find out what he's saying to me personally. But I just wanted to share this. And I believe the title should be, What Are You Here For? What are you here for? Yes, thank you, Holy Spirit. That's the title. What are you here for? What are you? Envision the Lord pointing at you and and you being out there like they were out there following him. He turns back to you and asks you, what are you here for? Thank you, Jesus. I pray, God, that I spoke the word as you needed me to speak. I pray in the name of Jesus that we will look at this word. May we will see ourselves in it. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will bless it by your power in the anointing. Jesus' name. I pray for those that might not know you. They need to go down in submission, submersion of water. Bless them by your power. In Jesus' name. It is so. What are you here for? What are you here for?
What are you out here for? It's time to answer. I'm here to preach. Me personally, I'm here to preach the word in and out of season. Whether I get a pat on my back or not. I told someone recently, he's uh, the leader of the men's ministry, and I said to him, I said, brother, I said, man, I look at your life, and I can truly say, you inspire me. Because rain and shine, hella high water, you got on the battlefield, and you made sure that you did your part in the wilderness. You didn't let Jesus just carry you through the wilderness, cripple, but you said, I'm gonna carry my weight. Thank you, Jesus. I can walk in this wilderness. Hey, God. Hey, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This word is not a condemning word, but it is a word for self-evaluation to see if you're blind in the spirit because of what you went through to make sure you can continue to hear God, to make sure you continue to walk out your soul salvation, to make sure you weren't crippled in the fight, to make sure you still have Holy Ghost power to make sure you can still cast out a demon. To make sure the devil is still under your feet. Because he's coming as a roaring lion. This is no time to go back. To make sure that your focus is on Jesus. Hey God. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Paul said it so beautifully. He said, I must decrease. He was saying, my own passions, my own desires. And when you're a true man of God, you'll find yourself doing this a lot to the point where tears will be in your eyes. Not saying you're a doorman, but you'll find yourself going in your bank account, giving someone else what you would have spent on clothes you'll find yourself a lot of times I'm not saying being financially stupid or anything like that or unsound but you'll find yourself giving your last for someone else that you see in need because your heart is so tender towards others God just wants to know, are you still functional? Or did you lose it a little bit? Did you, are you, has the wilderness become a part of the way that you function in the spirit as well? He wants to make sure the wilderness did not get in you. Like the first generation that, Mo, that was walking with Moses. The second generation 
that walk with Joshua, they got the wilderness out of themselves, which caused them to get out of the wilderness and into the promised land. Thank you, Jesus. And I pray that the latter is for me and you. I love you. That we're able to get the wilderness out of us and to get out of the wilderness into what God promised us. Hey, Jesus. Do I have anybody out there that want to get the promise that God has given you? God is saying it's outside of your situation. It's outside of what you're going through right now. It's outside of where you're at right now. Hey, Jesus. Somebody give God the glory. Somebody give God praise. God just wants you to get it together. When you get up out of this, you're going to find yourself at a better place in Christ Jesus. This is not your end. This is another door that's about to be unlocked for you to walk into. Hallelujah. But the fact of the matter is God has to strengthen you for you to walk into it. Hey, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. We, we've been having some really time, good times at the Church of the Redeemed of the Lord where Bishop Jerome Stokes is pastor. 4321 Old York Road. God has us in such a season where he's strengthening us. God is using us to break off depression off of our brothers and our sisters and all types of bondages. And I invite you there. Come on by. Even if you're just coming to through town to uh to in baltimore just come on by don't be afraid of what you see on the news just come on by don't be afraid of whatever they're saying on the news of the shootings and everything like that use wisdom but at the same time i i encourage you to come on by be come on and be a blessing get in the get into the presence of the lord again not saying god isn't with you but i'm trying to tell you there's a corporate presence from God at, at, at my church, at the church of, of the redeemed of the Lord. I promise you, God will meet you there. He will meet you and beat you there. I promise you. And he'll show up in a way that you did not ex- expect. Thank you, Jesus. I love you. Speak to you soon. And remember what I said, what God said through me. What are you here for? Now that God got you, now that you're out here, what are you here for? All right, God bless. Speak to you soon. Praise the Lord, everybody. I pray that this message really uh, challenged you to, or pressed you rather, to become more than who you are today. Um, I was listening to a very famous comedian. And he was speaking about when he uh, went to be a part of the the George Floyd protests and everything like that. And um, he just kind of didn't know what his assignment was when he went to protest. He was asking himself, what was he here for? Because it seemed like everything was too intense for him. He didn't realize how unprepared he was. That was the purpose of this message, to make sure that we're prepared for the intensity of the spiritual warfare 
and it's 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 all right if you're not where where you're supposed to be, because God will send you through a a refinement, a, a process of refinement where he he might say, hey, read up on some books. I'm reading a very uh, good book right now. It's um, called Winning the the War Within Your Mind um, by Pastor Rochelle. I think I said his name right. His last name, Pastor Rochelle. And I'm telling you, it's it's, it's been pretty good. But I pray that you really grasp this and do whatever you can to win this war in the name of Jesus. As a matter of fact, I believe that it's already done and God has already given you the victory. Just use what God gave you. God bless.